sometimes I can hear myself drink mm. on the podcast. ASMR. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh. <laughs> Get enough. Get enough. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about feminism, feminist issues, and everything in between. Today, we will be tackling a really big topic that's very relevant in today's world, which is sexism in the workplace. Yes, we are. So I think, what are we going to kick it off with? And it might, we'll just see how it goes. This might be a very long episode, or we might split it into two, and we're doing it on the fly so we'll see yeah so we're for sure going to talk about the pay gap that's going to be the first issue that we talk about and then we're also going to go into other things in the workplace such as how men and women communicate together maybe verbally over email and just other things that happen in the workplace that we may not even consider perfect okay so I guess should I kick it off with the pay gap First, let's talk about our weeks and about Hurricane Harvey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hurricane Harvey, um, devastating. I'm sure we don't have to tell anyone about how traumatic that's been. Yeah, and it's our home state. Right. It's been it, it's been really sad, like, watching. It's just horrific. And even a lot of my our sorority sisters from college, I, like, see their homes, like, completely destroyed. It's so sad. Yeah. We know a lot of people that live in Houston because we went to Texas A&M, which is Houston is the next biggest city mm-hmm. to A&M. And right. so we know a lot of people of Houston and we're just thinking about you guys, praying for you guys, sending positive energy over there to Houston. And there's a couple of things that um, if you have a little bit of extra cash just laying around. So what I found really um, that I donated myself was to Austin Pets Alive. And because Austin is going in and getting animals out of the heavily affected areas. And so they obviously need money to help support all these extra dogs and cats that they're getting. And then also people are running out of underwear because you don't think about it. Yeah. You don't think about underwear. And so there is. You would if you were going through it. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a wish list on Amazon. Um, I think it's called Undies for Houston or something like that. If you Google it, I'm sure it'll pop up. But there's an Amazon wish list where you can send the underwear directly to Houston. Okay, great. Yeah. um, I was listening actually to another podcast, Pod Save America, I think it was. And they are like former people who were on the White House staff of President Obama. Um, and they just talk about different things and they were part of the task relief for like a bunch of different disasters. So they were like giving advice about how to give. And they said, although American Red Cross has like some stereotypes to it, it's good to initially donate to them and then find the longer term things and do your research about more long term down the road, what else to donate to in the future. Because although the cameras go away, the incidents and the damage definitely will not. Um, So then you do your research on those other organizations that you can give to and... Yeah, so I donated to the Red Cross, and I also donated to boutiques randomly. Um, They're just like small businesses, and uh, a lot of the boutiques were flooded out. Mm. And uh, one of my friends has a lot of good friends that are in the boutique business, so I bought a shirt that like is like Texas, Home Sweet Texas, and it's supporting like all the boutiques down there. So, yeah. Anything you can do to help? Anything. So we're thinking about you. We love you. We pray for you. Texas is 
will always be our home. Um, another thing that I read was that it's projected to cost more to clean up than Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, it's it's like as much as Hurricane Katrina and Sandy combined. In cost? How much is yeah. it in cost? It's yeah. crazy. That's insane. So just think about them in the long run because we yeah. are, they do say that, you know, we're all thinking about it right now, but um, what's going to happen is there's going to be other news that comes up. And then we're going to stop thinking about Houston, but the devastation is still going to be there. Definitely. So maybe we'll keep bringing it up. Maybe every podcast we should for like a year. That's a good idea. Okay, cool. Um, Alrighty. So what did we do this week? Oh, girl, my week was dragging by at work. Let me tell you, it was a drag. You were on fire on our Instagram, though. I was. You were really good. Chelsea was like, you need to step up your game. Megan's like hauling this and I'm like oh oh, I whoops (laughs) well some exciting things that happened was yesterday I got my hair done oh girl got some you get your hair done a lot I know girl you gotta get cover those roots (laughs) I was like I haven't even done it since the last time I did it I just like had this weird thing about like if any roots start to show it's like a FaceTime column I got new glasses Oh, yeah, but you're not wearing them today. I know. I should have. I'll post a picture on Instagram. But they weren't the ones that I ordered, and I was really mad. But then I was like, well, I may just keep them because it's really <laughs> annoying to have to exchange. I like how you're just like, okay. Oh, well. As as long as they're decent. I mean, do you think they're at least decent? No, I think they're good. I just, like, feel sad for you that you, I know. that's not the ones you wanted. I may take them back. Yeah. Um, And then I got to see a 10,000 Buddha wall, which have you heard of the 10,000 Buddha project? No. So it's a woman, she's a yogi and she goes around and paints murals of Buddhas, meditating Buddhas all around the country. And so she posts on Instagram and social media. She's really huge. And she does all of these really cool murals of Buddha meditating and a studio in Seattle hired her to come paint one of their walls and then I got to see it and my mind was just like blown because I thought I was never going to actually be able to see one in person and she travels all over the country and that was our insta post yeah that's so cool that's really awesome Mm -hmm. so that was my week what about yours uh what did I do this week just productive busy week at work um (laughs) what have I been doing I've edited the podcast. I edited some of, I did a shoot for Collectible last weekend. So I did a shoot for them. I unfortunately, because of the hurricane, even though this is very minor compared to everyone else's issues, um, because the hurricane, I wasn't able to go to a bachelorette party in South Texas. But um, where was it going to be at? It was in San Antonio. And I just didn't know what gravity it was going to be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was pretty bad, but it didn't hit San Antonio as bad. I probably could have gone which I feel horrible about but um I was really afraid genuinely because they were like Hurricane Katrina blah 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 comparing it to that which ended up being very similar um so I was terrified but uh, I was also supposed to drive an hour out to a tinier town outside of the city in like a rental car and I didn't know if the storm was hitting then and I heard all about predicted flooding so I just I just thought it was too risky yeah yeah, you played it safe for sure. Did the other girls end up doing the bachelorette party or did they push it back? Yeah, I think they did. So That's oh. okay. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just weigh the pros and cons. And in that case, you had no idea what it was going to be like. Yeah. And it ended up being horrible. Right. But, you know, I don't know. 
anyway um but no the week was pretty good and yeah not too much nice yep okay so i guess we'll go straight into pay gaps let's talk about it (laughs) yay we get paid less oh i just realized um my glasses are new too but it doesn't have like it's supposed to have the anti-glare but I'm like looking into the camera right now because we're also on YouTube I'm looking into the camera right now and I like see a glare and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) whatever okay pay gaps (laughs) so I um looked up some of this stuff from the Pew Research Organization and they're like a fact-checking type organization you know um And so this article was earlier this year, and it says that it's, let's see, I need to relook at the headline. It says, like, the pay gap is going down, but it was, like, compared to 1980. So obviously, (laughs) since 1980, geez, I hope it's going down since then. Yeah, the narrowing but persistent gender pay gap. Um So, yeah, Um, in 2015, this is a quote, women earned 83% of what men earned, according to research analysis. Um, But for adults ages 25 to 34, the wage gap is smaller, which I guess is good. Women in this group earned 90 cents for every dollar in the same age group men earned. So I guess it's not as bad, uh, but that's still bad. There shouldn't be any difference. So we fit into that range. So we earn 96 cents for every one of their dollars. 90. 90 cents. Ooh. Yeah. Which I like, I'm going to get into what I think about all this. But um, so why does the gender gap uh, pay gap still persist in a 2013 survey that the company did? They said women were more likely to say they took a break from their careers to take care of their family. And these type of interruptions can have an impact on long-term earnings. It's unfair that, like, I, I there's got to be some sort of way that you can compromise, like, caring for the family in the workplace. I feel like our generation is more hard on the workplace in which jobs we select based upon how they treat their employees so maybe this will all go down in the future but like the fact that women have to take these breaks to be with their newborn infant I mean you have to do that you know but dads should have to too that's what I'm gonna get to yeah so how can we like make that compromise like the company that I work for um one of the men that I work with his wife just had a baby and he had to take vacation to spend time with his daughter, his brand new daughter. And it's like, um, what about paternity leave? Right, right, exactly. But so what I was going to go into, but how can we equal this out? Like, we still need to be a mother while pursuing work. Do we work harder or do we require the men to take the same amount of time if their significant other has a baby or if they adopt a baby if they're like... I think that they should take the same amount of time. Yeah, to equal it out. I don't know. What do you think? I think so, too. It's ridiculous that you have to take vacation days whenever you have a newborn infant. Oh, yeah. for uh, There's no, like, I mean, maternity leave is horrific in America, but there's basically not a lot of anything for paternity even at all. Right. But at the same time, it should just be 
it should be equal just so we have an equal one chance at the pay. And then it should also be equal just to give the men some time to spend with their dang baby. You know, like they're equally the parent. Wasn't there recently in the news some really big companies that are offering paternity leave? Was it Facebook and Google maybe? Probably Microsoft too. (laughs) Uh, I might have to ask Aaron about that. But um, okay, so some part of the pay gap may also be due to gender discrimination. In the 2013 survey, men or women were about twice as likely as men to say they have been discriminated against at their work because of their gender Furthermore, men and women see inequalities in the workplace. 77% of women and 63% of men say this country needs to continue making changes to give men and women equality in the workplace. So those are like, that's like an update on where we're at in the status. So I have a bit of a personal story about maintaining your career while also maintaining your child lives at home and so we obviously don't have any children but I feel like that this is a very relevant topic and I feel like it's often questioned how does a woman do it how does she have two kids at home and still maintain her career and so something that happened at um, one of my previous jobs was we were asked to as a team we were asked okay we need three people to come in on a Saturday and bust out a couple of hours. There was no extra pay. There was no extra anything. It was just do it for the good of the team type deal. And one of a uh, uh, one of the ladies on my team, she was like raising her hand to volunteer for it. And one of the other women on our team looked at her and was like, "You shouldn't volunteer. You have two kids at home." So then she put her hand down. And so then it came into this thing of like, no, she shouldn't have to come in on a Saturday because she does have two kids. But at the same time, why should I be punished and have to come in on Saturday just because I don't have two kids? Do you get what I'm saying? I know I get it. I I see the differences and I see where you're coming from. But at the same time, like, I feel like, I don't know, I I also kind of lean toward like, it shouldn't be that someone else has to take the fall, but we should also be more cognizant of personal life and balancing. So it's like, it's hard for me to say whether that was right or wrong. You know, I feel like it was somewhere in between, you know, I feel like not everything is black and white. No, for sure. Not everything is black and white. And then what ended up happening is I ended up volunteering because I don't have a family or kids or a husband. And then you have a partner <laughs> and then poor Des. And then my damn it, um, Tess always gets this Ross and the deal. <laughs> and then another male colleague volunteered who did have two kids at home, but he was the father. He wasn't the mother. So nobody told him, no, don't come. You have two kids at home. Don't come in on a Saturday. That's not fair. I know. And so it's just this really tricky thing of if somebody has to step in and come in early or come in on a Saturday, like, where do you draw the line? And I think that the best solution would have been to offer something, offer a bonus, offer, because then, you know, anybody could have volunteered and could have gotten a little bit of extra money or I don't know, an extra vacation day. I don't know what it would be, but it would be to offer something. I didn't get anything for volunteering. I got a pat on my back saying, good job. You know what I mean? Are you, and your salary, obviously. I'm salary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's bummer. So isn't that a tough one, though? Because I was like, 
in no way do I want her to have to come in on a Saturday morning. Yes, she has two kids and yes, she should be with them as much as possible. But why do I have to take the fault because I don't? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a weird feminist issue because you want to like be pro motherhood. Yes. But you also want to like advocate for women who choose not to be a mother. Yes. It's a really hard one. Yeah, but at the same time, like I see, I don't know, I see both sides, I guess. Devil's advocate over here. (laughs) I fully see both sides too. Yeah. Bummer. Okay. So now I wanted to go into, are you good? Mm -hmm. Now I wanted to go into current legislation. Okay. Okay. So this is all from the Business Insider. I feel like I've seen articles from them before and there were multiple articles out there. So this isn't the only place where this is saying this, but um, I felt like since it's Business Outsider or Insider, it's like a... like maybe more down the middle since like business is typically associated with conservatism. So I, I, I don't know. I was just trying to find something neutral because this is going to get political. Um, so White House officials blocked an Obama era initiative to collect salary data sorted by employees, gender, race and ethnicity. So it was going to be like out there and the government could collect it. Um, White House officials or let's see so recently so the trump administration just blocked it um this was set to change in 2018 so next year um requiring businesses to collect salary data so yeah but on tuesday however white house officials say they would block the rule calling it just burdensome for companies so the obama administration was going to make have to make this information public and have to gather it and spend a lot of money and time gathering this data for us but then trump's administration said oh we're not going to do it because it's too difficult Mm -hmm. i think it it, don't get me wrong i think it would be difficult but i think it's needed yeah no i think it is burdensome i see where they're coming from but then at the same time how are we ever going to fix this like it's like, I was thinking, how do I fix this? What? How can I approach it? And it's not like you can walk up to HR and be like, how much does Joe Schmo make versus me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, can you even do that? Or would you be fired? I think they would not be allowed to tell you. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. And so that does bring up this really interesting point of it's, I say that, I haven't said this yet, but most, I would say 99% of my career, I have not felt discriminated against as a woman. Unlike you, I know that you have some crazy personal stories, but I don't have that many. I feel really confident in my job. I don't feel like I'm put down because I'm a woman, but at the same time, I don't see behind the scenes. And so I don't know how much I make compared to my peers that are male. You could be discriminated against behind your back. Yeah, I have no idea. Um... So, and I'm just going to state this stuff. I'm actually not going to make a comment. I'm just going to state it. Okay. So Ivanka Trump, who has been an outspoken supporter of women equality and spoke out during the campaign and post-election, has supported this decision that the White House just made. Interesting. Do you want me to comment since you can't comment? Go for it. I mean... How in the world can you have both? How can you say that you're supportive of women's rights? And then how can you be supportive of not gathering this data to make it public and to make it clear what the pay gap is and what 
the distinction between a male and a woman in workplaces. How could you support both? And then critics say the wage gap will persist if we fail to enact policies that promote equality. I mean, I think that that's I'll let Megan just like take it off from me. Kinsey's just going to give me the facts and then make me say my opinion. Which is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, that sounds like a fact. To me, it sounds like unless we have the data and unless we have the numbers in front of us, unless we have the facts for all of the world to see, then I don't see how it's going to get better. But like we said, devil's advocate. Yeah, it's probably hell of a lot of more work. And money. Yeah, but at the same time, how are we going to ever fix this issue? I don't see how we would be able to. Okay. So I was just thinking, well, how do I fix it? Because I was thinking, like, I can't ask HR how much Joe Schmo makes. So I say, let's say a woman was hired the exact same role, the exact same time as a man was. How can we check the rates if they're the same? How can we be proactive in addressing the pay gap? Like, how do you know? that you guys are paid any differently. I don't know. So you probably just can't ask. So I looked it up on the NWLC and I think that's like national women's lawyer or something. Let me see. Hold on. National women's law center. So this is an article from there of what to do. So you can strengthen our equal pay laws that, so that women are better able to fight back against paid discrimination, build ladders to better paying jobs for women by removing any barriers to entry into male-dominated fields, let's say like engineering or what else? <laughs> engineering and computer science. I don't know what else is a male-dominated industry. Accounting is 50-50. I do know that. It may be 60-40 female now. I'm trying to think what other industries. Just science-based maybe? Or construction? Construction, I think, would be a big one. <laughs> We're being the worst women's advocates right now. I don't know what <laughs> else is out there. Um, okay, so lift up the wages of women in low-wage jobs by raising the minimum wage. Increase the availability of high-quality affordable child care. Um, provide- Ooh, child care is expensive. I don't Did you know that? that? No, I want kids, but it's going to be hella expensive. Like, it is apparently more than some people's mortgages. I mean, I can't have kids till I'm like mid 30s, I feel like, just to survive. <laughs> That's crazy. Some women quit their jobs because it would cost more to send a kid to childcare than, than they make. Right. So they would be losing money by having a job. Mm hmm. Another one is provide fair work schedules, paid family leave, and paid sick days, like we mentioned. Um, protect workers' ability to collectively bargain. But all of this, I was thinking, like, yeah, these are things we can do to fight. But all of this sounds hella hard to do. Right. Like, it's nothing that the individual can necessarily act upon, you know? And so I was thinking, I mean, literally, how do we go about that? that's what needs to be discussed like yes these are all great points like but how do we do but it? like we need a bit of bigger article or bigger research or bigger self-awareness of how do we actually act upon that and I guess my suggestion is contacting your legislator or legislative uh, representative like your senators or your state representatives you know and do research on what your state work laws are so you know like whether 
what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought of something, this is going back a couple of sentences, but um, <laughs> in Canada, and I know this because my partner is from Canada, if you work for a certain, um, if you work for the state, well, they're, they're called provinces. If you work for the province, then your salary is posted online. And so Amanda and Jeff, they both work for the province. And so you can see how much Amanda makes and you can see how much Jeff makes by going to this website and typing in their name. And you can see how much they make. I haven't done it because I'm not going to be a creeper. But I think that's how it is for all federal position or for all government. So if you work for the state of Washington, then your salary is out there. I'm pretty sure. Well, I think it maybe depends on the state because I was doing research on my own work thing and I wanted to find a teacher for like a segment and I could see how much all the teachers made. Oh, really? Yeah. In Texas or Washington? Washington. Hmm. So I don't know. Well, if if your state doesn't have that, then it should. Yeah, I feel like Washington is kind of liberal. So Except Amanda hates that it's out there. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, girl. I don't look. Think about it. I want her to like think about it now. That like in America, we wish it was posted. Yeah. I mean, I get, okay, put myself in her shoes. Would I care if people knew how much I make? I guess because I'm not going to, well, I'm not going around telling everybody, hey guys, guess what? I make this much. I would not care. You wouldn't care? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know why. I just don't care about that stuff. I don't care what other people make and I don't care what, like, whether people know how much I make. That's, that's strong of you. That's good. Well, I'm like so proud because I basically doubled my wages. <laughs> so it might not be like a ton, but it's like, you're I'm like, like I'm middle falling. America right now. So I'm like, <laughs> nice. Not really. <laughs> it's very average. <laughs> okay. So I didn't do too much research on the pay gap, but I did do a lot of research on getting promotions and um, other things that we may not even consider to be sexism in the workplace. So the first thing that I found was sexism in the workplace by Nathan Balmy at USA Today. And he states that the workplace has nearly equal number of women and men at an entry level, but a widening gap as workers get promotions. So at entry level positions, 54% are men and 46% are women. At the manager level, 63% men, 37% women. At the vice president level, 71% are men and 29% are women. And the C-suite, which would include people such as uh, the CFO, the chief operating officer, 81% are men and 19% are women. I'm sure this has to do with maternity issues. Yeah, or pausing your career to take some time. to Exactly. Yeah. So... The study producing this data examined human resource data from 132 companies employing more than 4.6 million people and included a survey of 34,000 employees. So this is hitting a lot of people. 4.6 million people. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that is. So I, I wanted to see how the company that I worked for compared to that, their statistics. And so I looked at our C-suite, which would be our senior management team, including the president, and we have five men and three women, or 62% men and 38% women. That's very progressive of them. Not as bad as the average statistic. No, good for them. Yeah. So 
I was just shocked that the gap was that big. I feel like Washington State just does better for women's rights. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, Kinsey, would, did you think about wanting to be, like, super high up? Or did you ever want to be, like, the C-suite level? Or did you ever think like that when you were a kid? I always want to be a leader. I feel like I always have that desire to lead. But I don't think I've... Th- I feel like my dreams have like kind of shifted and changed. And so like my goals aren't necessarily to be like CEO of a business, but my goals are to like always like expand my realm of like the video world and always be creative and always pursue it and always be different and like make my personal brand even bigger and make this podcast successful. I think those are my goals. So it's, I guess we would kind of be CEOs of our own podcast but like I don't know you know what I mean yeah so I think that whenever I was younger I was like yes I'm gonna do this I'm gonna rise up to the top and I'm gonna be the highest person ever and then now that I'm five years into my career I just realized that your career isn't everything it's not everything it's like a weird weird compromise I don't know but I do have the desire to always work. I think Me I would too. be bored. I would be bored out of my freaking mind if I didn't work. I for sure always want to work. I for sure always want to be challenged. Because days at work when you're not challenged, bored out of my mind. So I always want to be challenged. I always want to be pushing myself. I always want to be the best person possible. But at the same time, I'm realizing that there's more to life than in my case, sitting behind a computer. I guess my dream before this was like to be an anchor of a significant community, like a large metropolitan area. Not as signi- all communities are significant, but you know what I mean. Just with a large population. Yeah. That was my dream. So it wasn't like CEO. Yeah. But now that I kind of like want to do my own podcast and do my own work and possibly do my own video work, like it might just be morphing into like Being just super creative. Yeah. In the best possible way. It's not that I don't want to be a leader. Maybe I'll be a leader in my own company one day. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I'm just, but I'm not limiting myself either. I don't know. Yep. So then some other key findings from this survey was that they wanted to indicate a few key reasons women aren't advancing as quickly as men. Okay. So the first one is women are more likely to be ignored at meetings. 74% of men are able to participate meaningfully in meetings compared to 67% of women. So sometimes I think about this and... What does that mean? So... That's vague. Do you... It is very vague. Do you go have meetings like every day? Yeah. I do at my current work. I used to not. And do you feel like... kind of. Do you feel like you're an active participant in these meetings? Well, I, I'm new. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I was in my other one. I don't know. So uh, the company that I currently work for, I think, has far too many meetings than necessary. And I think they include way too many meetings. Um, they include way too many people in meetings that don't really matter. And actually, we merged with a company um, and people who were from the other company that we merged with, they're like, you guys have way too many meetings. You guys need to cut this out. 75% of my day is in meetings where before we merged, like 10% of their day was in meetings or something. And so there are meetings when I contribute zero because I have nothing to give and I have nothing to give about the topic. 
but I was just randomly invited to a meeting. And some meetings, if I if I'm a key influencer of the topic or if I'm a key contributor to the topic, then yeah, I feel like my voice can be heard in meetings. So I think it depends. I make a point if I can, like I don't make it irrelevant. I make it a point if I'm able to contribute to be a part of a meeting though. Yeah. Um, but we actually do have a lot of meetings cause we're like kind of startupy. So mm. we're still refining everything. So you guys just need to talk everything out. Yeah. All the time, all the processes, processes, so I am not at a startup and we still have a ton of me. <laughs> <laughs> the next reason is women are less likely to get challenging assignments. 68% of men have taken on the toughest task compared to 62% of women. And for this, I think that I put myself out there and I say that I want to be challenged and I want to take on projects. And so I think I have been given opportunities to take on challenging assignments. What about you? Yeah, I don't feel that's necessarily true. Maybe at old positions, but not at this one, no. Women are less likely to be consulted for input on important decisions, with 63% of men being asked to share their thoughts compared to 56% of women. Hmm. I think, I don't know if I'm asked to share my thoughts. I think that the level that I'm at, my opinion doesn't matter too much. (laughs) They're like, we don't care. Yeah, if I was a man or female. But But are other women... In your workplace who are at that role? Yeah. Like my, the chief accounting officer of my company is a woman and my manager is a woman. Cool. Yeah. So I think that they're doing a good job. So I also found the hidden sexism in workplace language by Mark Peters at BBC. So these are the ones that sometimes I wouldn't even have considered and may not even know. So This study found that in performance reviews, women tend to receive feedback that is vague, like, you did great, while men get clear feedback about their specific skills related to their actual job performance. And this one we wouldn't know. I feel like my feedback is generally pretty standard, or it's not specific. It is like, you did a really good job, you're dedicated, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if I have specific get specific examples I know that my last boss Gwen I've talked about her like on the first podcast but my last job Gwen it was she was like the assistant news director and then I had a news director who was male and then I had Gwen who was female and she was the assistant and it was like part of her role to do the evaluations so I feel like she didn't discriminate because she is a woman yeah so I got very thorough feedback from her nice um and this job yeah I'd say so. I don't think my boss, my boss is a male, but I don't think he doesn't think like that. I really clearly don't get that vibe. So this one I am guilty of using guy or guys in me in emails. So even if you're addressing a group of men and women, is that bad? I like that term. I like, Hey guys. I know. I say, Hey guys all the time. If I'm addressing women too, is that necessarily bad or just the meaning of the word has changed? Maybe the meaning of the world word has changed, but this article suggests that a safer word may be folks. Folks? Oh, I hate that word. I can't say it. Um, <laughs> but Barack Just Obama. Like, I'm like 80 years old. Yeah, Barack Obama apparently was known as saying that. Well, good for him. Yeah. And so then maybe we would want to say, hey, folks. I have a hard time saying it. I don't feel like it's. I don't care if someone says, hey, guys, what's up? And I'm in the group. I. I 
It's kind of a term that is used interchangeably now. Because it's a group. Yeah. I don't know. So I do have an example from my previous job. Ooh, do tell. So whenever I had a coworker who was my level, and whenever our boss would thank him for doing something, and our boss was a man, he would say, thanks, man, to the guy. And to me, he would just be like, thanks. And I get that you can't say thanks, woman. I get that. Like, there's not an equivalent <laughs> not. word. But at the same time, whenever somebody's like, thanks, man, it's like, oh, you feel buddy-buddy. You feel mm-hmm. you feel like you're comrades. And then whenever you just tell me thanks, it's like there's not the same level of camaraderie or... Thanks, girl. What yeah. if you did that? Thanks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I get that you can't find a replacement word, but then don't say it for the man then. Just tell him thanks, too. Yeah, I do bet he doesn't like, even see it. You know? Do you feel like I'm being too picky in that circumstance? I think your opinion's your opinion. Thank you. You're welcome. So the other thing that um, this article brings up is using words such as hostess, waitress, and stewardess. And people are really trying to get away from using those words because they are typically, you know, only female. But a male can be a hoster. Hostess. What is Isn't he a hostess still? Is a man still a hostess? Oh, God, I don't know. A host. A host. We should just say person at the front desk. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Um, I guess hostess, whenever there's an ES at the end, it's a female. Okay. Whenever there's an ESS at the end of a word, it means female. And so the fact that we have a hostess, you would think that it would be a female, but a man can do the job a man, man or I guess so, but then my counter argument, uh, for some reason I'm little doubles advocate today, so I apologize. <laughs> um, but like the whole Spanish language is based like that. Yeah, that's true. So why is that necessarily? I don't know. Maybe because there's not an equivalent word. I'm genuinely asking. Like I'm not trying to be like, no, I know. I guess it would be like if there was a, a man version of the word hostess. Then I guess we could we could use the man word if it was a man and hostess if it's a woman. But what is the equivalent of hostess? Mm, Hoster. <laughs> Who the heck knows? <laughs> but yeah, we should be considerate and thoughtful of these differences. Yep. And then I also found this book that I kind of want to read. It's called The Feminist mm. Fight Club by Jessica Bennett. <laughs> cool. And Good so it's title. all about um, what we can do to eliminate sexism in the workplace and things that you and I can do to combat sexism in the workplace. Okay. And so here are some key tips that she gave in an interview with Monster. The first one, if you're being man-interrupted, you can have somebody at your side to interrupt the interrupter. You know what's a word that I actually do like when men are like talking down to women, but I think it's a funny word, mansplained. <laughs> mansplained. You're mansplaining it. One of my but poor Aaron gets that like every three seconds from Charles. Um, well, not poor Aaron. Sometimes he does do it. Aaron is a Aaron is a mansplainer for sure. But he's all about he's becoming better about women's rights and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. I think he does it to men and women. <laughs> he just mansplains everything. Yeah, kind of right. He might be listening. Right? <laughs> I guess he's just really smart and he has all the knowledge, so he wants to share the knowledge. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he explains it. It's like, <laughs> this is how it is. So, uh, Kenzie, have you been interrupted? Probably. I probably don't even notice it. Yeah. Um, but I more notice sexual harassment. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because that's blatantly obvious. We should be on the lookout to see if we get interrupted and see if it's What's maybe it, more Can you common. redefine that one more time? A interruption would be when you're trying to explain a point mm-hmm. and then a fellow coworker who is a man would be like, oh, wait, no, no, no. And then re-say what you were about to say anyway. He just feels like he needs to mansplain it by man interrupting you. I don't think so. Um, so she says, Jessica says that if you are being interrupted, um, making it clear to a coworker that you are being interrupted, so then they can interrupt the interrupter. Wow. The next one is if you're feeling like an imposter, like you don't belong or like you don't deserve a promotion, you can do breathing in exercises and envision success. So that's another really big thing about women is, um, it's kind of becoming, as if you may not feel like you deserve a promotion, whereas typically men would never feel like they don't deserve a promotion. I found, and I've recently gotten a little back into yoga and a, a little back into like being more spiritual about like my body and stuff, even though I'm not very in shape right now. But like I had, and this is just relating to the um this fact of taking like deep breaths it really does help sometimes deep breaths help a lot like i told you i had a panic attack a few weeks ago and i literally hyperventilated and then the next day my lungs hurt and i think i like bruised my lungs from like hyperventilating so bad you know like they were inflamed or something like that Mm -hmm. and i thought it was like a heart thing but like now i'm like taking calm breaths and try not to feel like that because i carry my stress in my chest like really intensely or in my back, like just my upper torso is where I carry my stress. So I just like really deep breaths, deep breaths, um, concentrating on filling your stomach with air rather than with your chest. Oh yeah. They talk about that. Mm-hmm. And there's Belly like a breaths. specific breath to yoga. Ujjayi. Yeah. Can't, how do you spell that? You, <laughs> it's a hard one. U J A I Y I. Just Google something like Can that. Can you pronounce it one more time? Ujjayi. Ujjayi? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ujjayi breath. Yeah, apparently I, I'm not very good at doing it while I'm doing the positions because I'm really trying to think about how well I'm doing the positions. But then the lady's like, that's more important than your positions. And it is. I was just about to say that. And then she was like, no, but do the position. So I'm like, which one should I be doing? <laughs> you should be doing the breath. I think you should be doing the breath. Both are okay. important, but... Yoga is all about the breath. Um, okay, so Jessica also says that interruptions really do happen. It's scientifically proven. Women are interrupted at twice the rate of men. Jessica Bennett consider, considers these stats to be battle weapons. I've been interrupted by my partners a lot like that. Mm. I don't know if Des interrupts me. Probably. <laughs> i know i interrupt people so oh oh i gotta tell you a funny story. oh i thought you were gonna be like oh girl you're the worst <laughs> so i'm like i probably deserve that. yesterday um i was doing this research for the podcast and i was asking des for his opinions and to see if he had any stories and um he was like 
you should probably get other examples besides your relationship. And I go, uh, do you think I talk about you too much on the podcast or something? And he was like, maybe. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he said, no. He said, no, I don't think you talk about me too much. But I was like, I do talk about you quite a bit. And I tend to talk about you in a really positive light. You just love him. I love him. <laughs> but I feel like I do talk about him in a really positive light because. Yeah. Um, he is a really positive person in my life. But you guys, he's not perfect in every way. He's just a little Des Angel. He is not perfect, though. Des Angel. Sometimes he makes mistakes. <laughs> Our little Des Angel. So he won't let me talk about him anymore. So I can't give you any of the examples that he told me. But didn't he just say he didn't care? <laughs> oh, Binks just jumped on the table. Speaking of manterrupting. This <laughs> is speaking of, here's a perfect example. Come here, son. Do not be in front of, oh. Now his butt is directly at the camera. Oh, you go know? check out our YouTube. <laughs> go check out our YouTube and you can check out my cat's butt cheeks. Okay, Jessica's biggest piece of advice for young women entering the workplace is to form a feminist fight club. Having a group of men and women who are going to be your army in this battle is going to help immensely. Feminism doesn't have to be so serious. It can be funny. And that's what she wants you to come away with. Hey, I think we do a good job. Hopefully. Woo. Okay, um, now that was f advice for women in the workplace, which I thought was beneficial. Yes. Then I also found a gentleman's guide to combating Now Binks is asses in your face. <laughs> oh, and now he's just rolling around on the table. Can you not? So this one is a gentleman's guide to combat combating sexism in the workplace by Laura Tamman at U.S. News and World Report. Do tell the women in your life to run for office or to go for that promotion and explain to them how you will help them succeed. I like it. Don't ask women where their children are or who is taking care of them. Laura Tamman says that every single time that she has to travel for work, she gets asked who is taking care of her children. She says, do folks fear that I left my four-year-old twins and six-year-old at home alone? No. They worry about my children and they want to be reassured that they are cared for, which is sweet until you consider the fact that they've never, ever asked my husband the same question. It's true. I bet. Don't ask women how they balance work and family. And my counterpoint to this would be you can ask a woman how she balances work and family, but also ask a man how he balances work and family. Well, I might ask a woman that because I'm because I want to have a family. So I just need advice. Well, you're a woman, so you can, but men can't. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what Laura says. I don't know. I think I kind of disagree with it. I think that men should, I think men should ask everybody, how do you do it? How do you balance your work life with your children? You know, my boss has two kids at home and he's a man. I want to know how he does it. There you go. Men should be as equally involved in raising the children as women should. Oh, my son is really just hamming it up <laughs> over here. Are you the center of all attention about the world? Another thing is to use the word parent rather than mom to avoid gender bias. I don't know. That one for me is getting a little too picky. That's picky. I don't know. That's picky. It's just mom and dad are equals. Yeah. They're just, yeah, 
I don't feel weird about that. Okay. Laura, we liked most of them except for that one. Okay. Um, I have a few okay. to wrap up. Um, this is just things I thought of. I feel like men speak more gently to women. Do you feel like that? I think that there's a more sense of speaking gently versus a sense of between a man and a man. It's more like buddy, comrades, rather okay. than like... So both kind of yeah. in a different ways. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I've heard men do the following. They shake my hand more softly. Um, they speak more sweetly in a completely different tone. They explain things more slowly. Um, I've seen where they don't expect as much of men actually, or fear to approach them more like the bro code sort of a thing. So they're like fine to tell me what to do. But when it's another dude who's my equal, they never say anything. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've had that happen. Um, this None of these are my current job. I'm very new. So none of this is my current job examples. I'd like to preface that. Um, like She'd they, like to preface that. Preface. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that word now. Um, like only call the woman of the group and do like so let's say there's a group and calling like the woman of the group in to doing more work and nagging her instead of also calling the other guy and addressing him for his own errors so it's like he this is a specific incident I'm talking about in a previous job there was like a man in a group of women and the boss was a male and he chose the women to tell the critique to and would never call the man Oh, really? But it was like basically he was screwing. The man was the one screwing all of this up. Oh. And uh, so he was more likely to tell women what they were doing that wrong and just bro out with the guy. Bro out in the corner. <laughs> Go bro out in the corner. Yeah. Binks is like stretching <laughs> and doing yoga positions right now. He is me interrupting this podcast like I've never seen before in my life. He's like, no, no, no. This isn't about women's rights. It's about Binks' rights. <laughs> Okay. Um, harassment. So, um, and then I'm going to go into stories, but harassment I've seen is, um, and this is just general harassment too. It's commenting on looks, calling someone a nag, um, or a bitch behind their back as a boss, um, touching, not like literal rape or something like that, but like something subtle, more subtle is more common. I feel like massaging, lingering touches like on the arm. I think that I don't like whenever they touch your shoulder. Like you're like, hey, how are you? But it's like, hey. And it's like, would you touch a man's shoulder like that? I don't touch people at work. I don't touch people. I do not touch people at work. I maybe at my other one, just because we were all like BFF, but it wasn't like creepy touches. It was just like, (laughs) I don't know. Goofy. But have you ever gotten that where they'll be like, how are you today? Yeah. And it's like, well, would you, I'm good. Thank you. But would you not touch my shoulder? Thanks. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> or just looking at someone for too long. And the thing that you can do to change this is report it all to HR, I guess. Yep. So now I guess we can go into our, my stories as well. Uh, here we go. <laughs> oh, Kenzie's got a list. Okay, so this was just my friend's story from recently. I, I like went out to happy hour with some of my friends, and she said that we were just talking about dating life and like the modern dating. And she was like, a friend of hers went on a date, and he said he hates managing and working with women, and men are just easier. He said that on the first date with a woman. Oh my god! 
Did she walk away right then and there? She was. She just treated it like an experiment. She knew right then and there that it was over, but she was just like asking him more questions just to like experiment on him after that. <laughs> that so. is crazy that somebody would say that. Yeah. Um, so this isn't at my current job, but at a previous undisclosed place of employment, (laughs) I remember I was wearing a red dress, like it was from Banana Republic. Not that it matters, but it wasn't scandalous. It was work professional. And I got a comment and I was in a long distance relationship. Um, I got a comment that was like, oh, are you just wearing that dress because your boyfriend is in town? Not okay. And I was just like... He wasn't in town. I just love my dress. And would that person have said that if you would have been a man? Like, would they have no. been like, oh, that's a nice suit. Are you wearing it because your girlfriend's in town? I think they town? said something also more extreme. And I'm not, like, exaggerating it. And I think he knew that I called him out later. Like, you think he knew that I told the story later. So I think he was, like, a little bit pissed at me. And I haven't spoken to him since. But he, like, said something like, oh, I, I was, like, walking past a room. And I think I heard him say, like, oh, is she dressed more slutty for, like, some reason? And then he asked me that same question later. Oh, my gosh. And I wasn't wearing something slutty. It just was like a dress. A red dress. Yeah. Wow. Not fair in any way. Um, so I've had men commenting on my outfit and just looking me up and down. I'm fine with like a nice, a genuine compliment. Like I'm fine with that. I'm not saying like compliments are always the worst, but it's all in the way you approach it. But I'm also at work, you know, like. Right. Nobody's ever complimented me at work. Well, good. About how I look. Good. I've had it like almost all the time. Really? Yeah. I feel like you have way more examples than I do. (laughs) Maybe your field is just more respectful. Maybe I'm making... Not my current job again. Maybe I'm making 10 cents to my counterpart's dollars and that's where I'm getting screwed. So I have more examples. I've had one example where I've gotten it. So like I used to work with like other male photogs and I got into like a legitimate argument with a man in a car um and he like overreacted and he was like yelling at me like mansplaining but yelling and I like to the point where I started crying I'm a crier but at the point where I started crying and I was like afraid of him physically and I was alone with him in like a car really yeah did you tell HR I told my boss and he was just like apologize and the guy never apologized did you have to work with him again? Yeah. Was all the, the time. Was the fight about work? Yeah. About what y'all should do? Yeah. Did y'all do it his way or your way? I'm not going to disclose any of it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, previous job. Um, so now I'm going to go into... So I was a journalist before this job. And these are all examples of when I was out in the field working like on a story. So these men aren't my coworkers, but sources or contacts would do the following. I had one man, I had a few men do this, like follow me on social media and then comment about like posts of like a profile picture or something like that and comment to me about them in person. That's weird. I just comment on my looks in general for that day. Like look me up and down and comment on my outfit. Um, I've also had a few men in a role of power do these things. One man in particular was bad and he was like in a very serious role of power. Um, he would tuck my hair behind my ear. That is 
so disgusting. Like, I remember I was doing a story about an animal shelter and he was like this. Ah. Uh, what did you do? I just, like, kind of stepped back and, like, my photographer's face was like. <laughs> did it, Were y'all on camera when you did it? No. Oh, you were about to be? But we should have, like, kept catching it. Um, But I had, like, this thing. Like, one of my friends, um, one of my friends, Brandon, like, one of my old photographers, um, he would always be like, every time we go out on a story, <laughs> creepy old dudes hit on you. It's like you got a creepy old dude vibe about you where creepy old dudes just take it upon their will to like harass you. And I was like, thank you. I thought I was all in my head. He's like, no, it's creepy as hell. <laughs> That's so weird. And it happened all the time. And it- you can't. Was he married? Mm-hmm. Oh, Poor girl that married him. There's a whole other story to that that I will tell you off camera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. And he would touch my shoulder and just be creepy in general. The same one that tucked your hair. Tucking the hair behind the ear, like, come on. Who does that? But why? What warrants you to do that? Nothing. I don't get it if my hair's out of place. Like, please don't touch me. Right. Anyway. Um, I had another man who worked for like an attorney office, like, you know, like a government attorney office, um, in one of the counties I covered and he got my number because I wanted, I, well, I got his number cause I wanted to like ask him questions about things about the case. It was like a long-term trial mm-hmm. I was covering and I wanted to like text him about a case and he was a legitimate source to text him about. And he started at night just texting me inappropriate things every night of the trial what did you do i don't know i just like didn't say anything like because i wanted him to still tell me stuff but i never responded or engaged was he married i have no idea um were how old was he oh like could be my dad oh yeah on a scale of pg to r what were the texts rated (laughs) pg-13 He was creepy. Um, let's see. But sometimes my photographers have heard. Sometimes, they, oftentimes, men would do it when they were distracted. When your photographer was distracted and yeah. not watching. So then they know what they're doing isn't PC. Right. Yeah, and so like wh- I have had my photogs stop them from doing it though. Oh really? Yeah, they're mostly male, and they were really great to me. I really love them. But anyway, um, do were your female coworkers like so people that were in your same position also experiencing this? I think yeah, sometimes. Hmm. Um, and I have had men hit on me just flat out, but they're like more of like the ignorant sources where it's just man on the street where they're like, okay, great, can we go out later? <laughs> um. Or I've just had them ask me out on a date. And all of these are like inappropriate because I'm doing the same job and just as a man would. And I just want to report on the truth for the community. I am not in the business of doing all of these things. I I know I'm on like that's what I did not like about the spotlight role of the television aspect because they just felt more free to hit on you because like it was like a vanity thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like not okay. Did you ever, did your photographer ever catch somebody hitting on you and it was recorded on film? 
I mean, I've had like street harassment, you know, like grab her by the pussy and like. Like yelling behind you as yeah. you were reporting on something? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Did your photographer bleep it out? Well, it was, one of them was live. <laughs> one of them was live and he said grab her by the pussy? Mm-hmm. So then pussy was on the nine o'clock news? Well, it just cut off like at the anchor part. <laughs> so like the anchor was like, thank you, Kenzie. And I like called my producer right after and I was like, was that on air? And she's like, what was on air? I was like, grab her by the pussy. And she was like, let me look. Because <laughs> she thought it was funny. Um, so yeah. I was sexually harassed a lot. And I think it was just because you... One, the workplace was, like, at a specific job, and one place was, like, more, like, being sexually harassed by sources. I don't know. I have not had nearly what happened to you happen to me. But I'm more... In that position, you're more exposed to stuff. Yeah, in my position, I've always worked in very professional environments. Like I said, who knows? I could be making a penny for every one of their dollars. Um, On Kenzie's YouTube channel, there's, like, this whole montage to like what you used your oh my real my resume real, real. yes yeah I, I was like what do you so mean oh <laughs> thank you whenever I found it it'd be like this is Kenzie Meekbeck with KXAN News 7 I'm here tonight to talk about <laughs> I wish I worked for KS KXAN no <laughs> I just thought of the first letters that I that's remember an from Austin, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I think I've applied to that station um yeah so what I try to improve about myself and none of that was my current role and I'm not going to disclose those were at multiple different roles so I don't want to say like where that was at but um so how can we improve ourselves in the workplace and these are just two random tips I thought of I'm trying not to say just anymore like I'm just reaching out to let you know oh I'll say that all the time to make myself seem more soft Mm -hmm. it does make you seem softer to just rather than being like, I'm reaching out to just say what you're meaning yeah. to say. Just say, why do we have to be softer? Just say, right. Thanks. <laughs> can you not? Can you not stretch in the middle of the camera? Okay, leave. Oh, now he's doing downward facing dog. <laughs> Get out. Okay, he left. Or just say apologizing too much, which I do naturally in life. So. I apologize quite a bit too at work. Okay. Any other examples you can think of from your jobs? No, I I just don't like it. If you're thanking somebody, don't act like your buddy buddy. Yeah. Act like your buddy buddy with the man don't and the woman. Don't comment on my red banana public dress, okay? <laughs> I'm wearing it for me. I dress up for me. Okay. Thank you. That's all. We've solved sexism in the workplace. Bye. We're done. Just kidding. That's it. <laughs> it's solved. It's solved. <laughs> Great job, Megan. Okay. So what are your good, uh, what's your good thing? My good thing. Oh, girl, I have not thought of my good. We have oh. to think of two. My good thing is that I don't have to go to work tomorrow because it's Labor Day. How about that's mine too? Okay, that's yours too. Mm, that's mine too. <laughs> it's like two Saturdays and we're just having fun today. We can just, no worries. Bah. So our quote is from Hillary Clinton. Hil- Hillary Rodham. <laughs> What's Hillary her Rodham name? Clinton. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I know we have still have not shattered the highest and hardest glass ceiling, but someday someone will, and hopefully sooner than we might think right now. 
And to all the little girls who are watching this, never doubt that you are valuable and powerful and deserving of every chance and opportunity in the world to pursue and achieve your own dreams. Snaps to that. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of The Peaceful Truth. Uh, make sure to follow us and like us because the lovely Megan Hohertz runs these pages. Oh, yeah. Can you describe what all they should follow and like and subscribe? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts. YouTube. YouTube. That's all. Okay. <laughs> That's all you have to do, you guys. Just follow <laughs> us on five different platforms and rate us, please, God. <laughs> okay. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.